The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show on Voice America, America's Voice. I am really pleased to introduce my guest today. I have known her for many years. She is a powerhouse of speaking and encouragement and motivation and the quintessential example of positive living. Her name is Cher Holton. She is the president or co-president of the Holton Consulting Group. And we're talking today about her brand new book, and it's called Extraordinary Leadership. I'm just so excited to have Cher on. Cher Holton's name is an acronym an acronym for her mission. C is creating, H is hope, E is enthusiasm, and R is results. And the E has to be very um, emphasized here because Cher is so full of enthusiasm. Since 1984, she's worked with prestigious lists of corporate, government, education, and healthcare clients. She's president of the Holton Consulting Group, and she cons- uh does keynote training and speaking all around the world and coaching and consulting to clients. In addition to her PhD in human resource management, Cher is one of a handful of professionals in the world who has earned both the certified speaking professional and certified management consultant designations. She's a prolific author, and her unique training tips have appeared in a variety of publications, including the prestigious Pfeiffer's Annual Collection. On a personal note, I've known Sharon Bill for 20 years, and I can attest to everything she's writing here, and everything that, that, that's on this paper, which is that she and her husband, Bill, and her partner, Bill, have stretched their limits They've done Indiana Jones vacations, such as white water rafting. They've done skydiving, fire walking, and they were national amateur student couple ballroom champions in several ballroom dance categories. And I just said to share off air, she's got to write her next book on having an incredible marriage and high energy and fun relationship with her husband. That's next. Known for her high energy and unique activities, I really welcome my friend who I haven't seen for a long time, Dr. Cher Holton. Hi, <laughs> Cher. Oh, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Patricia, and it's great to hear your voice again. Yeah, yeah. When I lived in the South, I um, used to share see Sharon Bill a lot, and they've written many, many books together. And now Cher has this new book called "Extraordinary Leadership: Connecting with Your Seven Core Abilities to Bring Out the Extraordinary Abilities in Others." So let's talk about them. Um, you know, one of them. I'm. You have seven of them, and instead of reading them all, I'm going to pick out the one that speaks to me the most. It's not the first one. It's the optimistic spirit. And the reason I picked that out is that you can have all the others with self-reliance and strength and integrity and authenticity and wisdom. But if you don't have that spirit and you're discouraged and you feel there's no hope, 
those others aren't going to kick in. Cher, what do you think? I certainly agree with you, and I love optimistic spirit. We include it as a core ability because it is so easy now, pardon me, to be pessimistic and to get cynical, and it's important to intentionally choose optimism as as the way you want to live your life as a leader and as an individual. Yeah, one of the things that you write in here, um, you talk about say yes to opportunities, but you also say that there is a difference between rational optimism and insane optimism. What do you mean? Uh, Because people tend to confuse, I always get this glazed over look when I talk about optimistic spirit because people say, yeah, that's looking at the world through rose-colored glasses and you're not realistic. And that is not what optimism is at all. What we're talking about, and we really go back to Martin Seligman, if if your listeners are familiar with him, and if not, I encourage you to learn about him. He's the founder of positive psychology and is actually the one who, who took the risk against some of his colleagues to really put the emphasis on what we mean by optimism and an optimistic spirit. And it's really recognizing that even though I see the issues and recognize the problems, I also believe that there are solutions and that I will be able to find them. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's another piece in here. What do you say in your book about when you are looking for solutions, but they're not coming right away? How do you keep that spirit up, Cher? Uh, Part of that, again, is just recognizing that the solutions are there, and that's where some of the other core abilities also come into play, because we believe in self-reliance, which means Mm -hmm. I'm not at the, I I don't have to depend on things out there or people out there in order to be the best that I can be or to reach the solutions that I need to achieve. I truly do believe that I can take that responsibility myself. Um, I love the two terms, innies and outies, because it kind of refers to, do I put my faith in people out there? Do I blame things out there if things don't go the way I want, or do I take responsibility? Right. So you're not a victim, is what you're saying. You're in control. Absolutely. Yeah, we want to get rid of the victim consciousness and recognize that we do have control. And this doesn't mean that things are always going to be perfect. Uh, obviously, if I focus on leadership, and I work with leaders in the corporate world, and things are never perfect all the time in the corporate world, for sure. And when you're working with your employees, you never know what you're going to get. But the focus is knowing where I want my attention to be and to know that I want to get this positive result. And right. when you believe that, then you ask the questions that are going to lead you to that solution. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a word in here <clears throat> that's called Authenticity. Instead of authenticity, you combined authenticity and integrity to call it authenticity. Explain that. Yeah, we did that intentionally. It's kind of a mashup that seems to be popular these days. And the reason that I chose that particular word, and I say we because Bill and I did a lot of collaboration on the content of this book and the research for it, but we couldn't decide whether to use authenticity or integrity because there's some value to each of those core uh, abilities. And so we put them together because you can be authentic, but if you're a jerk at heart, you're going to just be an authentic jerk. <laughs> and if you can have integrity, like but if you, yeah, you can have integrity, but you're not doing it from the truth of who you really are. Mm. And so we think that the two come together uh, in, 
exceptional or extraordinary leadership are leaders who know their values, they know what's important to them, and they live from that place and that people can depend on them and count on them for uh, what they say they'll do. Right. And that's so important is keeping your word. Because if not, people get confused, right? The message is mixed. They do. And if employees can't trust you, then you have lost everything as a leader. Once you lose that trust, it is very hard to get it back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. Let's talk about another one, which is inner strength. And doesn't that really help you particularly to keep your optimistic spirit, to know that inside of you, you're strong? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And inner strength, I always want to emphasize, has nothing to do with how physically strong you are. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. really, it's that, that, that ability to have resilience, to have the tenacity and the mental toughness, yeah. to stay grounded and do what you know you need to have to do. Uh, and that's, that's tough sometimes because it's, it's frustrating and it's easy to give up. But what's important is to keep moving forward. Uh, there's a wonderful and, and, quote by Michael Jordan. I don't know how many people remember Michael Jordan. I'm mm-hmm, dating myself, a wonderful basketball player. But he said, obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. Yeah. And that kind yeah, of sums up inner strength. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, what I was going to say is I think one of, your other, one of the other seven really fit into this inner strength, and that is using your intuitive wisdom because that's going to help you keep the inner strength, Correct. It is, and intuitive wisdom, it's really interesting, Patricia, when I work with my, uh, in my workshops with this, I always do surveys ahead of time, and this one almost always with my leaders, regardless of the discipline or the company that I'm working with, that one always comes up the lowest in terms of people evaluating Mm -hmm. their ability to use it, because I think we have learned to trust our logic and And not our intuition. this, This inner knowing. We, and yet when you look at uh, like a surgeon or a firefighter. I mean, they have to make decisions in a split second that mm-hmm. will change lives. And when you mm-hmm. ask them later how they knew what to do, they'll, you almost always hear the word, I just knew it in my gut. Right. right. That's that intuitive wisdom that we know without even knowing we know it. But we have to give ourselves the opportunity to listen to it. Don't you think part of that, share is what it, right now everything is so... Uh, there's a lot of focus on mindfulness. Not somebody, This is like the new buzzword. So does the mindfulness instilling the mind and breathing and opening your heart and, you know, being quiet or doing meditation or doing some kind of visualization, don't you think that uh, helps you to strengthen that muscle, if you will, of that intuition? You know, I absolutely believe that. In fact, we teach a technique as part of this process called laser focus moments. And laser-focused moments are, because a lot of companies aren't open to the concept of mindfulness, they're just not quite ready to hear that yet, but they will listen to this. And it's really just taking that moment to be quiet before you go into something that may be causing you a little uh, discomfort or fear or frustration or worry. If you just take that time to be still and focus within, uh, it will do amazing things to prepare you to be a much better Mm -hmm a deliverer of what it is you're about to do. And they can mm-hmm. either be structured laser moments, which are kind of scripted, uh, guided, uh, focused on a specific thing, like we have one for each of the core abilities, or it could be spontaneous, which is in the moment. I'm getting ready to go in and present a proposal, and I'm really nervous. If I just take those few moments to be still mm-hmm. 
and see it going well. It's amazing how that just prepares you so you can be at your optimum level. Well, and so you can really follow the next one that you have here, which is you'll have the ability to question unanswered questions. You're going to a meeting, and, you know, there's a question you want to ask that you may be afraid to, but if you've done that sort of mindfulness, as you said, or that laser-focused moment, that will prepare you more. What do you think? Absolutely. And we love questioning unquestioned answers. What we're really, what I'm really saying there is the ability to to look at things that we think are givens and question them because everything can be different. And so, for example, if we say something like, uh, everybody has to be at this meeting, put a question mark after that. Does everybody have to be at this meeting? We need to have X number of visits with our customers this week, and every employee needs to do that. Question mark. Do we really need that? Or is that perhaps a... a legacy meeting that we've always had or a, a, mm-hmm. we presuppose that everybody has to do that, but that may not be the case. And we can always bring out the best in people if we allow them the opportunity to ask questions on things right. that we think are given. All right. And on that note, we're going to take a break. And my guest is Cher Holton. And the name of her brand new book is Extraordinary Leadership, connecting with your seven core abilities to bring out the extraordinary abilities in other, others. And Cher is the co-president or co-founder of the Holton Consulting Group, along with her husband, Bill. And she's worked with prestigious lists of corporate government, healthcare education clients since 1984. I've known Cher a long time and very delighted to have her on the program. And Cher, the website is? The website is holtonconsulting.com. That's H-O-L-T-O-N consulting.com. All right. And when we come back, I'm going to share about some real life examples of all of this. You know, how she's gone into companies and worked with people that weren't using these seven core values and how it changed the company and them. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. 
We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone back with Cher holton who is the author of the brand new book. She's the author of many books, but she's the author of the brand new book, Extraordinary Leadership, Connecting with Your Seven Core Abilities to Bring Out the Extraordinary Abilities in Others. And Cher Holton has worked with prestigious clients, healthcare, education, corporate, and government since 1984. And she's the president of the Holton Consulting Group, along with her husband. Uh, they travel all over the world giving a prog- doing programs. She's also a certified professional speaking professional and certified management consultant. And she has those designations. And she's gotten prestigious awards. And I've known Sharon Bill for a long time. Welcome back, Cher. Thank you. Oh, Wonderful okay. to be here. Thank you. Let's talk about... I mean, you have this, you've talked about these seven core abilities, and we've talked about all of them. Often, often integrity, intuitive wisdom, inner strength, questioning unanswered questions, optimistic spirit, self-reliance, and mentoring mindset. We didn't talk about mentoring mindset. We can bring that in next. But give us an example of people or someone you've worked with who has taken these and really transformed their lives. I would be love to just love to do that. There are so many examples. Uh, and I do want to bring in the mentoring mindset because this is the one for leaders that becomes so important. When we talk in a broader sense, it's really a giving consciousness. But from a leadership perspective, it is a mentoring mindset, which means I use every opportunity as a learning opportunity. So no matter what happens with my people, I find a way to transform it into a learning experience for them. And this has transformed so many leaders who are so focused on I want to learn how to give negative feedback. I know how to I want to know how to tell my people when they're doing something wrong. And we take we take so much time to train people in that and we forget to train people in how to give positive feedback, which gets Absolutely. into the optimistic spirit and the mentoring mm-hmm. mindset, which is how can we take what you're learning uh, and use it so that next time it will be more effective, you will be more effective in doing it. And I have a couple of leaders in particular who have literally transformed the way they work with their people just mm. on those two items, wow. uh, mainly that they are learning to spend more time understanding their people. Uh, mm-hmm. They were so focused on mm-hmm. the job that needed to be done instead of looking exactly. at the people they lead. And, and by having style. that mentoring mindset, they were wide right. open now to looking at right. each one individually to say, mm-hmm. where are they in the learning curve mm-hmm. and how can I help them? And then how can I get them? Because what's cool about these abilities is as you demonstrate them as a leader, you bring them out in your people. So they mm-hmm. begin mentoring each other. They begin um questioning unquestioned answers themselves and so you begin to build that as a culture. Yeah, which is just so important. And do you think that when 
leaders are giving or working in that mentoring mindset, if they have something that needs to be improved or we might call it negative, should they dwell on the positive or focus on the positive first share? Oh, I have an interesting perspective on this, which may be a little contrarian, because I really do not like what's commonly called the sandwich approach, which is yes. say something positive, then give them the negative feedback, and then end with something positive. Because what happens is it becomes very convoluted in the person's mind, and they don't make the connection, mm. and they also miss the negative feedback because a lot of people sugarcoat it so much, people miss it, <laughs> what it is. Uh-huh. So what I recommend is that you put it in a context of how useful it's going to be. For example, if you're giving somebody feedback about um, they're not effective in a meeting, you could say, you know, we really need your ideas in a meeting because you come with uh, so much depth of understanding, but there's one thing that you're doing in the meeting that's really detracting from that, and I want us to talk about it and see if we can get it fixed. And then you can go uh, in and be very specific about what the issue right. is. So you've given them right. something positive, but it's leading right into where you're going with it, which gives right. the negative feedback even more but, uh, reason to deal with. But, but what I like, but I like about what you just said, because I listened carefully, is I, I heard nothing about blaming the person, which you didn't do. So I would be able to hear that from you. That would, whereas if you said, now listen, you, ha- you can't behave that way because you're turning people off. That would be the end of it. The person wouldn't right. hear you. Because and as soon as you stop listening, the person could talk all they you could talk all you want as a leader, but the person's just in their mind saying, This isn't true, I don't do that and they stopped listening. So that's mm-hmm. why it's so important to develop that to create the reason for them to want to hear it in the mm-hmm. first place. And then to be as specific as possible when you share it, describing the behavior, not criticizing the person. Because that way they can see it. Even if they don't think they're doing it, they'll see it the next time it happens because you described it so specifically. Yeah. Cher, what about another another one of your uh, seven? Pick one and give us an example. Okay. How about the... Um, I love questioning unquestioned answers. I know I related to that just a little bit before. But um, I had a specific client who I was having a meet team session with the group and we were talking about the things that people were keeping people from being as effective as they could be Mm. and one of the women in the group said well I can tell you what I hate I hate this report I have to do and she described it and it was something that she spent about 20% of her time on every week and it was very detailed and she said Mm. I hate it I I don't know what how it's used her manager sitting in the room of course with the group and he just burst out and said oh my goodness I can't believe it we did away with that report two years ago oh now here's a woman who's been doing this same report she hates for 20 percent of her time now i have to question her supervisor that were they not aware of what she was doing but aside from that you know just to somebody needed to question why am i doing this report where is it going who's using it is there another way to do it it's what i call a legacy report that it's something that was done in the past but it no longer had any meaning. And if we had not brought that up and questioned what people were doing and why and how we could make it better, uh, she would have continued doing that and resenting it. As it was, she was thrilled and ecstatic that she could stop doing it immediately. Right. It's, it is interesting that someone didn't catch that, right, because she was sending it somewhere. I mean, I almost can't believe, I wouldn't believe that was true if I had not been in the room and seen it myself. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's amazing. All yeah. right, what about... Um, what about auth, auth integrity? 
Authenticity. This is a big one, and I share it first in the book because I feel like if you don't have that one, none of the others will come across as true to you. And authenticity, really, what what I invite people to do is really become aware of what their core values are. What is most important to you? And I actually go as far as to not only know your top five, but to know them in priority because this will help you make decisions in everything you do. And you'll make those decisions from the true north of your awareness. Uh, For example, if I have two values that are really important to me, and one of them is family and one of them is uh, achievement, um, and I get offered an opportunity to, I'll make more money, I'll have a better job, but I'll also have to move my family. Well, those two values are going to conflict dramatically. And if I don't know which one is more important to me, I'm mm-hmm. going to struggle with that decision. Mm-hmm. If I know mm-hmm. which one is more important, I can have a discussion about it from a more rational, optimistic yeah. spirit point of view and, and decide what to do. I may make a decision that will not go with my high-priority value, but I'm understanding why and I'm willing to do it mm-hmm. as I talk with my family and include them in that decision, where mm-hmm. if family wasn't important but achievement was number one, it would be no no problem. Mm-hmm. I'd just say yes automatically. Right. And, and a lot of people, it's a very good point, don't look at that. They just say, oh, I've got this opportunity. I've got to go. And they just, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they override their heart because of, you know, of the, well, of the income and of the security and stability. Right. And if that's not as important to them, then they've made a silly decision. Yeah. <laughs> and they maybe yeah. sacrifice something that was really important. And then they wonder why they're so unhappy. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's how people get in those situations. It's just like, with well, with you and I both, as entrepreneurs, um, stability and security are obviously not our number one priority, or you'd never be an entrepreneur, because you give up a lot of that security when you go out and work on your own and have your mm-hmm. own business. But mm-hmm. uh, for somebody whose security is like their number one priority, they would have a very difficult time. It would be very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for them to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, very interesting. What would you like to leave our listeners with? What is your message, Cher? I would say the most important thing I could say, particularly to leaders, people who, and everybody is in some kind of leadership position. We don't always have it recognized. But when you're a leader, first of all, live at the speed of your extraordinary nature. Lead at the speed of your extraordinary nature. In other words, be at the highest, most effective level of them, which means you need to develop them. And then as a leader, make your people your top priority. Mm, absolutely. How can people find you? And are you giving workshops for the public or do you work mostly with companies? How can people find your books? Tell us about that. Okay, they can go to holtonconsulting.com. That's our main website. And we have a whole section of resources there. So there's tons of articles that people can read and get lots of resources that way. We also have a store there where they can order our books. Our books are also on Amazon. But we encourage you to order them through us, of course, and because we'd like to interact with you and have that opportunity. And if you buy bulk books, bulk number, then we can give you a discount when you order from our site. And um, we just have all kinds of things. There are all kinds of uh, workshops that we offer and coaching, and I would love to come work with people. Uh, we do it mostly with corporations uh, and organizations, small businesses, um, rather than open sessions. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Share it, it, it. Inspirational, delightful, and I encourage people to go on the website, HoltonConsulting.com, and look at all the other books that Cher's written and Bill and Cher have written together. You have a book called, from, isn't it, The Boardroom to the Bedroom, or The Bedroom and the Boardroom, or something it's like the, that? Ballroom, ballroom, not bedroom. From the oh, okay. Boardroom, from the ballroom to the board, to, oh, okay. sorry, from ballroom okay. to bottom line. <laughs> In business and in life. So it looks at ballroom dance, which is our passion, and it relates that, uses that as a metaphor for business and and life. Yeah, Yeah, it's a fun one. Thanks so much for being on the program. It's just wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, and I just wish you all the very best. Thank you, Cher. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, sure. folks, that wraps up this uh, this edition or this half hour. We're coming on next with another interview right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.